0: Hello and welcome to another convention report brought to you by www.sparkin.com. I'm your host Zan saying konnichiwa, Aloha, Bonjour, and what's up? I'm excited to talk about another fun-filled convention. But beforehand, if you join us for the first time, welcome. Sparkin or some podcasts and vanger views about connecting, the Enhanced narratives is a nerdy podcast where every episode we talk about one or two geeky topics depending on the situation. And we let you know our thoughts about it. Since this is the Spyric and Con Report, obviously we're talking about conventions. And this is one of the ones that I had a blast at this weekend, and it was a lot of fun. But if you are checking us out, remember to like, share, and subscribe. And more importantly than that, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that bell for notifications, subscribe, and talk to your friends about this. So let's actually get to this, because this weekend I went to a very awesome convention. One that was a lot of fun, and it was a little bit crazy. We're talking about an amazement. Yes, this is An Amazement 2023, and I went there as press, not as a panelist. Kind of weird for me for the first time, but this is one I have heard about for many years, but I've never gone to because it was never near my location. However, that is no longer the case because, for those of you who are, have been watching for a while, I used to be in Massachusetts and New York. Now I am in North Carolina. Yes. So after a little bit of a drive, ended up getting it... Raleigh and checked out the convention but let's actually get to some of the notes about the convention in general shall we so starting off with that this is an amazement 2023 this took place at Raleigh Convention Center in Raleigh North Carolina on May 26th through May 28th, 2023, with a preview night on the 25th of May. What's that mean? Well, it means that the main three days are Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then on Thursday, from 7 o'clock on, there's a bunch of previews. Some were really cool, some were really bad, some were very different, but this was very unique and different. Uh, Animazement originally started all the way back in 1998. This is an old econ. It's over 34 years old. I think next year is its 35th anniversary. No. I believe it is 35 years old this year. Yeah, because 98, yeah, 35 years. Crazy. And there were tons of guests this year. And speaking of the guests, here's who was this year. First, we had Brian April, Danny Chambers, Ricardo Fajara, Caitlin Glass, Someto Hayashiya, Etsuyu Komamura, Christina Marie Allen, Belle Legali, Noah Karase, Trish Ledoux, Hiroshi Nagahama, Yuri Nakamura, Aaron Roberts, Jess Roth, June Sagawara, Hitomi Uhara, Pamela Winfield, Toshifume Yoshida, Kosushige Yosei, and then for the groups we had Animator Supporter Groups, Awesome Bad Crew, Fatal Fanatics, Family at Moonlight, Haguse Obiyama, The Jacobels, Nita, Kiki, Rookies is Punked, Skip Beat. Crew and Third Impact Anime and WTV World. All these people are very different and unique. We have voice actors. We have people who've worked in the anime industry for years. We have fans who've contributed to the anime world in general. And fun part is some of the groups that were just getting together to do panels, Third Impact Anime had 13 panels at this convention. While they're a group of six people, that is insane. The most I've ever done is nine. And that was me a couple of years back and I was crazy. 13, that's stress-inducing in general. But I digress because this was a fun little event that was a little bit crazy and a little nuts. And actually, let's get to some of the just interesting parts about this because so much had gone on and there's so many crazy events that occurred at this convention. And this is, like I said, my first time at the convention. And the convention center is the Raleigh Convention Center, which is in a very unique area part of the neighborhood. I'm not saying it's going to be a great part, but it was a little bit different. It was not the best place I would expect it, and I've been to many convention centers. Some are in beautiful neighborhoods. Some are in kind of the slums. This area was not that great. There was no real food in the area except for McDonald's about a block down. There was a food truck that did show up for food, but for the most part, the convention center was a little lackluster. Also, the day it was raining. So it was not the most beautiful day possible. So getting in there, you're running through rain. There is tons of parking, though, by there. There's uh, free parking, there's paid-for parking, and there's a lot else going on. But I'm just babbling, so let's actually get to some of the fun things that happened at the convention, shall we? So first off, we had four days of convention stuff going on. Four. And it started off on Thursday with their preview night, which had, first off, their big thing was... The at Yatsura, Beautiful Dreamer film being shown with English subtitles. And that's something cool that this convention actually has a viewing room with tons of anime movies on there. And I gotta say, it was good to go back to that old style of actually showing the old animes there. And from there, then you had the introduction of what is their big event, which is the Badge Ribbon Meetup. What happens is, throughout the convention, you would have sections where it said, Here's your Badge Meetup! Point. And you'd go there and you'd actually trade in your badge ribbons. These things that people would make. Each one were slightly different. Some were a little obscene. Some were fun. But you just go there and you'd swap your different ribbons to get new stuff. It's kind of like a, a badge hunt. It was That was the game for the convention. It was something a little bit unique and added some flair to the convention experience. That was something which I have to admit was very inventive. And I've never heard of that before. So... That was something which was kind of inspiring. The other big thing for Thursday night was their Meet and Geek. It's a way for you to make friends for the convention. Uh, this was an 18 plus, so there was tons of people around who were doing some very, well, you know, it's just you making friends. It's like the old meetup groups that were on there where you'd say, go to the, the 18 plus meetup group on Thursday and then you could all hang out. That's what this was, but this was just a formal meeting group. So then let's actually get to the convention proper. We're talking about Friday. Now, Friday, we had tons of panels going on. You had the Harakura Festival of Broken Needles panel, which described the Harakura Festival, which is a festival dealing with used sewing needles. I did not make it because I was in transit driving to the con. There was Spider-Man in Japan. Yes, talking about Tokusatsu Spider-Man and the manga version of Spider-Man. Kind of cool. You had Upside Down Pyramids, Aging in Japan, a panel about the crisis with aging right now in Japan, how people who are older outnumber the younger crowd. So dealing with that. There was Dollar and Cents, Cosplaying on a Budget, which is a very interesting cosplay panel about, well, you know, cosplaying on a budget and having to do what you do when you want to have a nice cosplay, but you don't have the funds, MacGyvering a lot of things going on. There was Anime in Real Life, Japan's Real Anime Locations. This is a panel I've seen of other cons before, and I've heard this one was very well. I wasn't able to check this panel out because I was somewhere else at the time. There was Spy Family and Cold War Germany examining how Spy Family is taking place during the Cold War and how it depicts Germany in their unique way. You had a concert for Rookies is punk Heard that was an amazing show. There was awesomely bad Japanese music videos. This one dealt with all the wonderful, horrible music videos that were available there. And then last and certainly not least, besides some of the other ones, the bigger ones, was the formal dance and a late-night dance. Something which a lot of conventions have stopped doing since the incident that happened a couple years ago, but that's how they work. It's this just a dance at this convention center. Next on Saturday, which was the big day, there were some amazing panels, and this is the one which I had the most fun out of, actually. You had uh, an introduction to Common Rider, which went over this. This was in tying with Shin Common Rider, which had come out this week. You have uh, Raiders of the Lost Anime, talking about animes you've never heard of before. There's a parent's guide to anime, which explains which animes are worth checking out for parents and which ones a parent should avoid. There was the History of Han, which is a history panel. Lost in Translation, Japanese language, dealing with jokes and things which just doesn't translate well. Shoujo Rock Heaven, Girl Bands of Japan, uh, a J-Rock panel. Ten anime movies you may have missed. These are some of the more obscure anime movies that most people haven't heard of. There was Discovering Style, How We Got Dressed in Japanese Street Fashion. This is a fashion panel. Saki 101, An Introduction to Saki. Then 2023 Anime Music Video Challenge. This was presented by the group Fatal Fanatic. And I gotta say, this is a trivia game that was different not gonna say it wasn't bad, wasn't great. It was something which was, we all have the ideas for the anime challenges, but this one was done in a very unique way. Then there was a panel I was most excited about, Anime and, anime trans, sorry, anime and Manga Translations by uh, Trish Ledoux. This is a part one. This was actually a meeting where you actually, a bunch of us came in who have studied Japan and got to talk to Trish Ledoux. I went there because I knew her when she designed in America. I've been a fan of hers for years. She's one of the reasons why I started getting into manga and wanted to become a podcaster and getting into the journalistic side of manga and anime. She was there with her husband, and I gotta say, this is one of those times where was like I was a little starstruck and also intrigued to see this panel where they talked about how to translate, how to get the words right, and it was just a fun masterclass. It was one of those ones where I just... I couldn't inventive and unique it was. Anyway, from there, we have our introduction to Cyberpunk anime, which that one is a little bit... uh, How can I say this? It dealt with some of the, the unique Cyberpunk series, but I felt like it could have been done a little bit better. You had an anime double feature in the anime room, which was City Hunter Magnum of Love and Fate's Bay City Wars. You had the Mystery Game Tournament. Don't know what it's about because it's a mystery. You had the forces behind Star Wars Visions. This is one of the panels by 3rd Impact Anime. And I've got to admit, this panel left me a little bit cold because this is three weeks after Season 2 of Star Wars Visions came out. And I've got to admit, I was expecting a little bit more from a group that they've done so many panels. Because said, oh yeah, we know that Season 3 came out, but we didn't want to talk about it because we just want to focus on Season 1. It's like, you should have focused on both seasons. You shouldn't have done like a half-assed, like, oh, we're going to kind of talk about it. It felt underwhelming. I mean, the beginning of the panel is well done. It was well-researched. It just, yeah. Then you had Godzilla 69 Years of the King of Kaiju. This was a panel about Godzilla. And while it was a bit engaging, there was a lot going on with this panel. And as a Godzilla fan, I was like, this is going to be really cool. It left me a bit flat. The presenter knows his kaiju knowledge. He knows his Godzilla stuff. However, I don't think he knows how to deal with a group well. He kind of, I don't know. Something seemed off about the panel. I did want to enjoy it. I thought it was, well, done. And I actually have images of it we're going to show in a minute. But anyway, I liked it, but it could have been better. I did find out, though, about the very cool and very awesome Godzilla uh, new movie coming out that's a live-action movie. All right. What else happened that week? We had another Late Night Dance. We had Awesomely Bad Japanese music videos after dark, which are a little more 18+. And then there was Nerdy Trivia Night Animation Edition, which is essentially pub trivia for anime fans. And then on Sunday, there was All You Need Is Lum, celebrating Yuritsai Anime adaptations of Western sci-fi fantasy literature, introduction to Japanese bookbinding, and then part two of anime and manga translations workshop, which is they gave an assignment at the end of part one, and then part two you're supposed to have done the assignment and then work with it, and that is what this was all about, and this was all things that happened at the convention for panel wise, and as a, as the panels they were all unique, they were all different, and it had a great variety to it. Now. I will say, though, there was a lot that I was not super like, yay about, but there were things that were piquing my interest and they made me want to know more. I don't know anybody who's at this event. It's not like when I go to Otakon, Anime Next, Anime Boston, Castle Point, Anim- Anime Convention, Kineticon. Those I know people around there. Or Khan, Katsukon. Those are people I know. This is one where I have, I'm out of my element and I have to admit, there was intriguing panels that made me interested. I did feel that there should have been more of a cohesion to it because it did kind of spitball everywhere. But that's my opinion on the panels. So now let's get to something which is more important that all of you love, and we're talking about the cosplays. We've had tons of cosplays at an amazement, and they're a lot of fun. Different 1st We're starting off with one of the most seen cosplays. We're talking about Vash the Stampede. There were tons of Vash the Stampede cosplayers, and this one was the first one I met, and They were known simply as Starbeats, their real identity, and I love the cosplay. They did a 3D print for the arm, and it was kind of cool. Next, we had everyone's favorite boss from Death Parade. Yes, this was kind of a cool cosplay that I did not expect to see there. Then we have a just Japanese schoolgirl. Then one of of the best cosplays that was a surprise at the end, we have a Lupin the Third cosplayer. And this one went with the Lupin the Third from Lupin the First. Yes, with the cane and the hat. He admitted he didn't want to make the hat look ragged because it's an expensive hat. And I got to say, this guy embodies that Lupin the Third cosplay. And I think he was one of the best cosplayers I saw at the event. On the other hand, we had another Lupin the Third cosplayer who had a Fujiko. And he has... The colors down, he has the the look close to it. However, he didn't have that style, that kind of lupin esqueness is usually there. And I'm a little more critical because I personally am a lupon the third cosplayer. I usually do Blue Jacket, uh, Black Jacket, and Red Jacket. But this one just felt like it was not phoned in, but he could have done better. Next, we had another Vash to Stampede. Pretty cool. Then from... Horizon Zero Dawn, we have cosplayer Blue Fey, who does a good job. It's well done. It supposedly took 14 hours to make. Not bad. Then we have a Terry Bogart, and I gotta say, Terry Bogart is one of those cosplayers that I would not have expected to see at Animazement because it's so retro and so old, but I have to admit, it's one which made me kind of smile because, let's be honest it is one of those ones which is totally epic and pretty awesome in general. And then another cosplay that I was surprised at, and the one which I think is the best cosplay of the weekend was Bell. Yes, Bell whose cosplayer's real name is s1esroh.cos Made me smile just by seeing because it was so well-designed. It was something which was just very different. Because a lot of people had their phoned-in cosplays, but this one just... Perfect. I just enjoyed the feeling of it and thought it was well done. Then from there, from Tokyo Ghoul. Yes, you know who we're talking about. We're talking about one of the best characters out there. Someone who is evil and just so crazy. We're talking about Reese, who... That one was one that I just did not expect to see and still looks good years later. We had a Samus who's walking around the game room, which we'll get into the game room in a moment. We also had a Tifa. By the main lounge, we had a Chihiro and No-Face, which I like the fact that he had the money. He did not give it out, but they were there. And then last and certainly not least, well, you know who that is. So, this was one of the ones which I was just kind of like, I didn't expect to see it. Besides this, there were other cosplayers who were there, but for the most part, this is what was there for cosplays. Which was a nice mix of good, bad, and, well, different, I gotta say. Because I would have expected some different ones to be as well. It's kind of rambling because I want to get my thoughts on the page, but you know what I mean. It just there's so many cosplays that I expected because the big cosplay for the event was Vash from Trigun Stampede, and I was expecting something else. I would have expected Demon Slayer. I would have expected, but no, it was Vash, and then it was just random little bits here and there. There was a lot of Naruto surprising around, but it just there was no cohesion. There's no like big theme for this year. Maybe when we get to Otakon, Otakon's gonna be a little bit bigger. But I digress. I think this is one of those ones that just the cosplays were good, but there's no overall theme. Now for the game room, the game room was small. There were some good things going on there. Not too terrible. There was a divide between the game room, the dealer's room, and the library. The cool thing is when you go to the library, it actually overlooked the main room for all the events. So you could actually go to the library, read books, and look over and see the events occurring. There was also, if you go downstairs, because there was an escalator which led downstairs to where some of the food was, there was a gaming area. There was a lot of games that were available. A lot of volunteers didn't know what they were doing. But there was tons of games that you could play if you had a group of people. Now onto the dealer's room slash artist alley. Artist alley was artist alley. It's nice. Dealer's room, kind of sparse. Not too much going on. There were some dealers, but no one that really stood out one that I was like, yeah, here's a dealer I want to buy from. There was just kind of, yeah, if you know what I mean. There wasn't anything. I got no swag from Animazement. Usually I buy a bunch of stuff. This time there was nothing I bought. I just felt like it was not a waste of time, but there wasn't anything there that piqued my interest. It wasn't like seeing Sci-Fi Continuum, which unfortunately they're no longer around. Or seeing one of the anime planet or Comicopia or... Or Blue Planet or Mecha Warehouse. There wasn't that was like I need to buy this now It was just kind of like "Eh, I'm walking around One thing I will say though something that is really big at the event was there was tons of people selling K-pop K-pop CDs, K-pop standees. all K-pop stuff was all there Sorry, that was a little itchy today and K-pop seems to be the big thing it may be overtaking the anime world Which makes sense because in the real world, K-pop has become huge. So we're going to have to wait and see about that. So overall, what would I say about this convention? It was my first time in Animazement. I thought it was well done. I thought that the lines moved smoothly. The venue, it's the venue that's there. That's what they get. But I did like it. I did enjoy the spread for the panels. I wish there was more panels that were a little more unique. Maybe next year I'll add some fun to it. We're going to have to wait and see on that. However, I did enjoy going there, and I can't wait to see what they're going to do next year. So if you've been to Amazement, let me know your thoughts. Email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at spirekin.com, or tweet me at spirekin. and let me know your, your thoughts. And as usual, I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time, and keep checking out cons. See you later.